Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy. I'm Samir Kapadia, uh, Chairman of Cardiology at uh, Cleveland Clinic, and it's my great pleasure to have with me today Dr. Cassis, Nick Cassis. He is a third-year medical resident who is going to be a cardiology fellow soon. So it is my great pleasure to discuss this very interesting research that uh, we did together on patients with aortic stenosis. What is the aortic stenosis is that the main valve of the heart, which is the aortic valve, sometimes gets narrowed. So in about 5% of the people at 75 years of age, the calcium gets into the valve leaflets and that makes the valve somewhat narrow. It does not open fully. What we tried to study was if the calcium supplements make this worse or not. And this is what was the study. And maybe uh, Dr. Cassis can explain to us that what exactly sure. uh, you did in the study. Sure. So thank you, Dr. Kapadia, for the intro. So basically, what we looked at is uh, in 2,600 patients uh, uh, that we studied retrospectively, so looking backwards uh, from 2008 to 2016, we followed these patients to 2018. Uh, looking at those who took calcium supplementation, those who took vitamin D supplementation, and those who didn't take any supplementation. And what we found is that those who took uh, calcium supplementation specifically uh, were at a uh, much higher uh, risk of uh, mortality, uh, almost double the rate than those who did not take any supplementation, uh, as well as increased risk for uh, needing uh, a valve replacement. Uh, and so this sort of uh, you know, raised some eyebrows uh, given the high rate. Um, and so, you know, what we gleaned from this study is that our main message is, is that those who are taking calcium supplementation, uh, it's important to talk to your physician, uh, someone who knows you and your needs best about uh, whether you need it, uh, whether it's indicated, um, and whether the risk and benefits uh, outweigh each other. Well, that's, why, that's wonderful summary. So one part was that uh, when we started the study, we, of course, we're trying to figure out that with that the calcium supplements, because there's calcium in the bloodstream. Is the, was it surprising that there was such a big difference that we found in the study? Yeah, so I would say that the, the big difference uh, certainly was something we weren't expecting. Uh, we, knowing some of the literature uh, that already exists, we did expect some difference. Um, and the mechanism behind you know, why there would be a difference is still up for debate. Uh, but certainly, you know, whether or not calcium causes these or is, you know, identifying these patients who are higher risk at baseline anyways um, is, is a question that we're still investigating. Uh, but certainly, you know, we know that those who have, who have been taking calcium supplements during this time uh, were at higher risk. So from my pers perspective, the two things are important. One is that we, we did find that people require more aortic valve replacement. Second was that people did have higher mortality when they were taking calcium supplementation. The third was that the aortic valve calcification per se, or the, the stenosis getting worse, we could not identify that very clearly in our database. Right, that's correct. However, if you look at the literature together, the complete literature, it appears that 
calcium supplementation, meaning taking larger doses of calcium, may not be really necessary because we want to have the calcium going to the bone for osteoporosis. This is the most common reason why people take it, is because they want to prevent the bone from getting depleted from the calcium. Vitamin D3 may be more helpful, and uh, that may be the, the link that you can take vitamin D3 and that may help you for osteoporosis and you don't have to take extra calcium because if you're taking 200, 1200 milligrams per day, that may be enough calcium. Right, exactly. And I think that's a very excellent point uh, specifically about uh, the dosage of the calcium. This is something that we didn't study per se in, in this study and I think that's some future directions of, of next studies should be looking at certain doses and which one is safe and if there's a threshold. Uh, and then secondly is about uh, the mode of, of getting your calcium. Uh, you know, all the studies that exist now do support the, uh, the use of dietary calcium and not supplemental calcium because it hasn't, the dietary calcium has not been associated with these worse outcomes. Um, and so if you can get it from the diet, we would definitely recommend exactly. to uh, sort of prioritize that. So you don't want to decrease the dietary calcium. So this is not what the message is. This is a supplemental calcium. And the second is that vitamin D3 in itself was not associated, at least in our study, associated with bad outcomes. So this is also a very important message for people to know that you are safe to take vitamin D3. So what would we recommend to the people who are taking vitamin D is to reach out to their physicians, try to understand what is the dietary intake of calcium. And if it reaches the guided therapy and guided uh, dietary requirement, uh, which is 1200 milligrams per day, then you don't need to take extra calcium. If you're below that limit, and if your doctors feel that you need additional calcium, then maybe change the diet such that you have additional dietary calcium, or if necessary, take the calcium supplements under proper supervision. Exactly. That would be the uh, right message. There is not easy way to measure the calcium levels in the bloodstream to guide this therapy. So this is another important thing to keep in mind that uh, it is not something that you can measure. Vitamin D3 level you can measure, but not so much uh, the uh, calcium level that can be, because right. it's the overall store. Exactly, in particular foods, if, if you're wondering, particular foods that have you know, it, that, that, that are rich in calcium uh, include things like dairy, so yogurt and low-fat milk, uh, almonds uh, and leafy greens. So those are some things to uh, be aware of. No, that is wonderful. And thank you again for uh, being here with us and as an outstanding study. A great job for that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash loveyourheartpodcast. podcast.